0: Welcome to the I Spy with My MyoEye podcast. I am your host, Brittany Murphy. I am a certified oral facial myologist, registered dental hygienist, and lifelong learner. My goal with this podcast is to bring you up to date in current literature and expand your knowledge of oral facial myofunctional disorders so that together we can get to the root cause of the problem. You ask, we'll answer by collaborating with true pioneers in specialties associated with the myo world. Join me on this journey as we dive into the life-altering world of tethered oral tissues and airway space. Let's do this thing. Disclaimer All content expressed on this podcast are the views and opinions of the speakers and is for informational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Because every person is so unique, you should always consult with your specialized healthcare professional. Welcome to the spin off of the I Spy With My Mayo Eye podcast. I am happy to introduce to you Mayo Mondays with Carice Laguerre and Brittany Murphy. Just a couple of Mayo fanatics talking shop, bringing you real and authentic conversation as if we were all sitting around my kitchen table. Nothing's off limits, so feel free to reach out to us with your burning Mayo topics. Yay, another episode with us, Mile Monday. It's super early in the morning. I feel like we keep doing these earlier and earlier, but there's no better way to start my day than seeing you, Caris.
1: Oh, that's so sweet. I hurt you. I okay. heard you right back. <laughs> so
0: we um it came, we came with the idea to talk about um something that is kind of talked about a lot, I feel like in the mile community, that myofunctional therapy is not a cookbook recipe, right? And I'm not saying anybody's right, wrong, indifferent if they do follow a cookbook recipe, but in my opinion, and I think I can say for Carissa as well, we truly, truly believe that Mayo should not be a cookbook type of thing.
1: It needs to be an individualized type of program. Absolutely. Especially if we're walking around calling ourselves Therapists, right? So if you're going to be a therapist, you have to be able to individually work with different people who are going to present differently because we're all different. Like no two people are really going to present exactly the same or with the same dysfunction. So if you're going to be a therapist, you have to be able to custom, you know, treat anything that kind of comes through your door as that professional.
0: And I think too, like, we see this a lot in our team mile course, like when we get to the exercises week, right? Like we give them a lot of exercises and we almost can see like the dread, like, oh my God, we have to go through all these exercises with all of these patients. Like, no, absolutely not. You always, always, always want to go back to that initial evaluation. What did you find? What are your goals? What are you working towards? And then what tools do you have from your exercises and other things that you learned that can help you reach those goals. What might work for me for a lip exercise might not work for you for a lip exercise. Right. And that's why it's just so important to know why you're giving an exercise. Like we don't just want to throw exercises at people.
1: There always needs to be an objective. Absolutely. Because if it was that simple as just doing exercises, why not just go to YouTube? There's enough videos with exercises out there, right? Mewing is a whole thing in and of itself. (laughs) You could just do some exercises and just call it a day, right? But honestly, there's everything on YouTube. So I expect my functional therapy to be on YouTube too. If I wanted to Google and try to find out how to repair my roof, I can find about at least 100, if not more videos where there's roofers telling me what I could do to fix my roof. But the problem with that is, is that well, one, I live in Florida. So if there's like a hurricane, I am SOL. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing is that if you're going to do something major, like repairing a roof, like trying to repair your health, you, you want to be able to know that you are confident that mm-hmm. it is actually a solid repair.
0: Yeah. And I think to your point, Carice, how you liken um, myofunctional therapy to personal training. You can go to the gym and do your own thing, but if you are doing all the exercises wrong with poor technique and poor form, you're not going to get the most out of it. And your mouth muscles are the exact same way you might. And that's why this is something I always, always, always tell my patients, because sometimes I feel like they don't want to reach out to me. They feel like they're going to ask me a stupid question. And I'm like, look, first of all, there's no such thing as stupid questions, because if there were, I literally asked them all day long Two. (laughs) It is, (laughs) it is very important that you are confident that you are practicing the exercise correctly, because if not, we're not making progress in that week. So that means we're probably going to repeat the same week again. It it, it doesn't work to rush through any type of exercises and it, it doesn't help to be performing an exercise wrong and maybe compensating or engaging other muscles that we're really not trying
1: to work on at that time. Yes. I don't know if it's just me or if you have the same experience, but sometimes the kids and typically little boys will like go through an exercise so fast. I'm like, you don't have to do it fast. You have to do it. Well, there's a difference.
0: Yep. Oh gosh. If you could, I should get one of those little staple buttons that is like, slow down. I want you to do it. Turtle, slow, turtle, slow. Let's do it together now. Um and i think the other important thing to talk about is like your general flow to your program so you take a myofunctional therapy course you have your little handy dandy book of all these exercises like when do you introduce those exercises and i think my biggest kind of pet peeve with some myo programs is the introduction of the swallow and in my opinion again nobody's right wrong and different um there's you, you can practice mile however you'd like to and introduce swallow at that first appointment if you want to. I know some people that do. I, however, I don't agree with that, especially if during that evaluation, your patient, the when they, you uh, tested them sipping water and that water pretty much just poured out of their mouth, that's almost mean. I feel like to start introducing that swallow at that very first appointment.
1: Very true. I mean, I think about it as like introducing multiplication to a kindergartner. There's so many steps that come before that. Like they don't know addition. They don't know subtraction. They can't even like count all the way up to hundred. How are we introducing multiplication? So I think that it's really important. And we've talked about this in our team, Myo course, to have an order of operations. Like what comes first? How are we supposed to gradually build on these skills? That way they can really effectively Create neuromuscular repatterning. That's mm-hmm. almost impossible to do by just introducing tasks when they're not ready for them.
0: Right. It's almost like there's building blocks, and that's why I say to the patients, also bringing up my point from before, I want you to be confident practicing this because then I can't give you what comes next if we don't master this skill. Um, and yeah, I, I you probably like laugh every time we get to our treatment planning week and team mile because every time we get to the QA, i I'm like everybody. Print that one slide. I mean, print all the slides, but literally laminate this one slide with gold that Chris talks about in treatment planning, where you go through the order of operations, because if you have that paper next to you and you are treatment planning a patient, you will not fail. It literally will break it down for you step by step. And then you just plug in whatever the patient needs to be worked on, um, so, yeah, I love our treatment planning week in Team Io. I think you do a, a fabulous job, you know, explaining it because I think it could be overwhelming at first. Right. Like you get all this information and, you know, all, all of our you know, I don't want to say ladies, but we haven't had a guy yet in the course. So I'm going to say ladies. Um, all our ladies are always like, OK, like, I don't know how am I how do I know when to give exercises? And I'm like, just wait week six. It will all come together. You will not fail. You will not. You can do it. You just have to understand the general flow of how that program should work to support your patient. And, you know, sometimes it is going to be a little different for patients, um, but that general outline should be the same.
1: Definitely. Absolutely. It makes sense to have an order to things when you're custom treatment planning. But I do think that there is like a few type of select situations where maybe a cookbook or a less personalized program would make sense. Like if you're working in a public health environment and you're really trying to see as many, like the volume of patients that you're seeing does not allow you to have the time to individually treatment plan. And you've just got to assign some exercises because some help is better than no help. I think sometimes there's a a purpose and a time and a place for that type Mm -hmm. of thing, but private practice therapy. I don't think that that's, that's it.
0: No, definitely not. I, I I totally agree with that. And I had tried personally with one of um, my providers that I work with. We made, I want to say there were like eight kids in it and um, they were able to afford doing a group class, which again, we had to follow some kind of cookbook program because other, I can't be saying, okay, you do this, you do this, you do that. That's basically individualized treatment in this group setting. And that's not what it was for. So anyway, so we started it. And it was a struggle because who's tongue tied, who's not tongue tied, who is anteriorly tongue tied. Who's put, you know what I mean? It was very hard to do this group therapy. We tried our best and then we kind of like split them up in categories of that. Like who was tongue tied, who wasn't going to have to have any tetheral tissue releases and so forth. But it, it It was really hard as a therapist to be able to provide that when my brain is so geared towards like, ah, but he really needs more of this. She really needs more of that, but I have to give them one exercise that's going to work for the both of them. It was definitely a struggle, but to your point, to be able to have them in some kind of myofunctional therapy program to assist the appliance therapy that they're going through is better than nothing. And it's still being overseen by a therapist, right? It's not like you're handing them this program and it's like self-paced and they're just kind of, you know, doing it on their own. I still had my eyes on them.
1: Very good. I think that that is, is critical and it opens up access to care which is a big thing. I'm super passionate about that. There's so many people who, and I know we talk about it a lot in the field that if they, you know, understand the importance of it, they will find a way to pay. Right. But some people just really don't have a way to pay the electricity bill. So like Mm -hmm. wanting therapy and being able to afford it are two different things entirely. And so there are some people who will need that help and that guidance, even though it's not the optimal program.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And again, at the end of the day, we just want to help as many people as we can. So there is a time for it. It's not often, but again, we do want to stress that we do not believe in cookbook recipes for myofunctional therapy. If you have any questions, any concerns when we post this, feel free to drop your comments, feel free to reach out to us. If you want to, you know, learn a little bit more about our team mile program, definitely reach out to us. Um, because we, we really go into depth about this and we want our graduates to feel confident in their treatment planning process, because that's what we hear the most from people. You know, we le- you leave a course and now you're on your own and you don't know which, where to start.
1: Yeah. So. And our, unfortunately for our students, they become like family. And so <laughs> they never get rid of us. And nope. when they if they get stuck, And very rarely do they get stuck because we leave them with a lot of support. But when they get stuck, we're there. A hundred
0: percent. Stuck with us forever. And ever. (laughs) All right, everybody. This has been another great episode of Mayo Monday. We look forward to next week. We hope you all have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of I Spy with MyMyOI. If you want to hear more about these episodes, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or feel free to contact me at hello at myctom.com. Don't forget to subscribe as well and let us know of any subject or guest speaker you'd like to hear from. Help spread the word by sharing today's episode on your social media page. You can find me on Facebook at CT Oral Facial Myology or Instagram handle CT underscore Oral Facial underscore Myology. Everybody have a wonderful day.